York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. Hey everybody, what's good? It's the Nick of Time show where we give you that Nick's talk just in the Nick of Time. As you can see, it's a one-man show tonight. One-man show. Your main guy, Jay Ellis, he is sick tonight. He's not feeling good, so that's why he's not on the show tonight. And Lee has ha and Lee had a prior engagement. So with me just talking, I really don't know how long this show is going to go for. It's going to depend on, you know, how y'all interact with me in the chat. So I guess we could just have a conversation through the chat about the game and then go from there. So as you know, Ryan G's in the building. The Knicks win. Let me pull up the score. 112 to 108. So I'm going to get to the scores right quick to give you some of the stats. So the Knicks tonight were led by Jalen Brunson, 34 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Julius Randle, 23 points, 16 rebounds. Mitchell Robinson had 10 rebounds as well. RJ Barrett, 17 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist. And quickly was major off the bench tonight with 18 points. Even Hardesty, like we give this guy a lot of flack, but he played a good game tonight. He had 8 points off the bench. So I guess I'm going to get into the game. I guess talk about the game a bit. And, you know, like I said, you know, kind of interact with me in the chat. You know, we can, uh, we can uh, you know, have a back and forth, you know, have a little conversation and just, you know, have the show flow. So tonight in the first quarter, the Knicks start off pretty slow. The Wizards kind of jumped out on the Knicks. And then, you know, thanks to Quickly, Quickly had a big game tonight. Once Quickly came into the game, he pretty much reeled the Knicks back into the game with his play. You know, knocked in a big three, made a, made a couple big plays. And the Knicks pretty much hung around for the first couple of quarters. In the third quarter now, the Knicks began to switch it up a bit. The first half, I feel like there was too much isolation ball, too much one-on-one -on -one play being made. And the Knicks switched it up in the third quarter. You know, Brunson had the ball. And, and instead of, you know, doing a lot of isolation, doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one and creating his own shot, he started to pass the ball a bit more. And I think that's what led to the Knicks eventually taking the lead and eventually going on to win the game. So I think that switch of play by Brunson was major because, you know, when you play ball and you play with a player that when he has the ball in his hand, you know, he, you know he goes one-on-one -on -one to create his own shot. That, that discourages other players from making cuts to the basket and that causes players to be stagnant on the offense. And I feel like the last few games, that's what's been happening with the Knicks. You know, Nick's been stagnant on offense. You know, players are not making cuts. And it was just one-on-one -on -one play with Brunson, Randall, et cetera. There was even a play in the third quarter where I think Brunson and Randall was doing a pick and roll. And, and Randall set the pick. And Brunson was driving to the middle of the, middle of the lane. And then he passed the ball to Randall. And the ball kind of and the ball kind of surprised Randall because Randall wasn't expecting the pass. And usually that's what happens when you're a player and you go in isolation so much. Players don't really expect to get the ball back. Luckily, Randall was, was able to gather it and still get the foul and hit two free throws. But I'm glad to see that they opened, up, opened it up a bit, opened up the passing a bit, moved the ball around a bit. And that's eventually what led to the Knicks winning the game. Again, late, you know, as you know, the Knicks cannot, it's, it seemed like the Knicks can't really hold a lead and make a game comfortable. 
You you already know what the deal is with the Knicks. The Knicks always have to give us a heart attack before they can actually win a game. And the Wizards made it close late in the game. But again, late, Brunson hit some clutch free throws. And the Knicks went on to win 112 to 108. Okay, so I'm going to shout out the chat right quick. Thank you for tuning in with me. Like I said, it's going to be a one-man show. JL is not feeling good tonight. Lee had a prior engagement, so it's just me. Thank you, S. Parker, for being here. King John 1985. Fritz, the best mod in the game. Winston Ellis. Boston Nick. Samir Soriano. Geraldine McIver. Roberto Rivera Jr. Thank you for being with your guy tonight. I appreciate it. So let me know your thoughts. What would you like to discuss? What would you like me to discuss with y'all tonight? You know, just throw something in the chat and I'm going to talk about it. And we could just have, we just, we just have a conversation. Anybody got any ideas? Julius caught a body. Yes, he did. That was a homicide. Julius Randle needs to be locked up for 10 years because that dunk was lethal. And then the Wizards had the audacity, the temerity, the unmitigated goal. Shout out to my guy, Stephen A. Smith. But they had the audacity to challenge that <laughs> to try to get offensive foul call on Julius Randle just because their man got destroyed. It's crazy. But yeah, that body was crazy. Julius Randle, that's how I want you to dunk the ball. That is how I want you to dunk the ball. Let's go, Julius. Yes. I think he dunked it on, I think it was Gafford. Yeah, on the Wizards, Gafford. He definitely, um, yeah, he definitely took the, um, <laughs> whoo. Yeah, the, you need to call that man an ambulance after that because, yeah, that man got posterized. He got baptized. Any other term you want to call it? Yeah, that man got, he got hurt. iHeart is definitely playing better. You know, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, iHeart definitely played well tonight. I know we've had a lot of criticisms about him. You know, there's definitely been a lot of Knicks fans calling for Sims to be played instead of Hardenstein, but he played well tonight. You know, you have to give credit, you know, you have to give credit for when somebody shows up and does their job. And Hardesty played well tonight. He had a couple of, um, he had a couple of easy baskets, you know, rebounded the ball, played good defense on KP as well. So you have to definitely give him his props. Shout out Jay Ellis. I see shot me out. Yeah, I, I'm trying to hold it down, man. I'm trying to hold it down. Yes, our bench does need more production. I agree with you on that. Um, but I mean, to be honest, um, quickly definitely provided a lot of the bench points. And that was one of the things I was talking about in a previous podcasts where the bench, the bench wasn't giving much production. You know, I was definitely dying for RJ to come back because when RJ came back, it immediately strengthened the bench because, you know, quickly can come into the game and he can get you some points and he can be that spark plug off the bench. So RJ coming back was very major in strengthening the bench. I do agree that we, I do agree we can get a bit more from the bench because quickly had 18 points. Hardesty had eight points. Toppin didn't give us anything. McBride didn't give us anything. But I have to admit, though, the minute, the minute distribution was much better tonight compared to the previous game because 
RJ Barrett played 32 minutes, which is decent. Randall, 35 minutes, again, decent. Mitchell Robinson, 28 minutes, good. Grimes, 32 minutes, good. Brunson had 40 minutes. I would like to see Brunson's minutes go down a little bit more, but you know, when you don't, when you don't have, you know, I think it's based on McBride's production, you know, McBride needs to provide a bit more on offense, you know, and when McBride was in the game, he had the worst plus minus minus 15. So because of that, I think that's why Brunson played increased minutes and he was definitely paired with quickly throughout the game in the backcourt. So, yeah, I mean, the minute, the minute distribution was definitely better than the previous game, but yeah, I do agree. We do need more bench production and, Toppin and McBride is going to have to try to find ways to produce more on the offense. But again, you know, that's also due to, you know, the point guards actually running the offense and trying to get these guys easy baskets, you know. And I feel like with the isolation play that Knicks have been doing as of late, except for the second half in this game, you know, if you if you're playing a lot of isolation ball, guys like McBride, guys like Toppin, they're not gonna be able, they're not gonna be given a chance to score. You have to be able to pass the ball around and have everybody touch the ball to you kind of, you know, open up shots for those guys. So, you know, Thibs got to definitely get these guys passing the ball more. All right, let me see what else I can talk about. Yes, JL is Thibs definitely staggered Randall and Brunson more in the fourth quarter. Um, like I said, the minute distribution was much better in this game and yeah, pretty much. Um and McBride doing cardio deferred to others. Yeah, pretty much. Um McBride gotta find a shot more, but like I said, I think that's more due to the offense the Knicks are running. The Knicks have to pass the ball around more to get those guys open shots. You know, those guys aren't gonna create shots for themselves. Julius is Craig Craig. Don't nobody see that foul dude on free hold ball when double team comes then pass. And Thibs is playing these dudes crazy minutes. Well, I I will say this about Julius Randle. I'm I'm not gonna be on here and crap on Julius Randle like that. He had a good game tonight. 23 points, 16 rebounds. You definitely have to give that man his props. But I do agree with him making quicker decisions on double teams. Early in the season especially when he was really going off in like late November December he was making those quicker decisions when he got double teamed he was definitely and I think sometimes I think the problem with Julius Randle right now is the fact that I think instead of just making the quick pass you know trying to make the hockey assist he's trying to he's trying to go for the home run like he's trying to hold the ball and try to look around and see who's open and then he tries to make that pass even if it may not be the best pass to make instead of just making that quick pass. And then when he makes that quick pass, now that could be a hockey assist because all you need to do, you don't have to find the open man when you're double team. You just have to, you just have to pass the ball quickly and then the ball will swing around and eventually you'll get the open shot. So I think if Randall just keeps it simple on double teams, like when he gets double team, just pass it to like the, the next closest nick, the ball will be, will be able to pass, the ball will, will be able to be swung around. You get an open shot. You know, so it's like, yeah, he may not get the assist, but he'll get the hockey assist. So I think Julius Randle just needs to keep it simple. And yes, sometimes take the two points instead of the trades. I agree. Um, me, Jay Ellis, and Lee definitely talk about this in the last game. Um, I think it was the last game. 
last podcast. Um, Julius Randle definitely is taking too many threes. As a matter of fact, let me see how many threes he attempted tonight. Let's see. Did he? Did he? Uh, let's, let me see. Okay, he attempted six threes tonight. Probably still a little bit too high, seeing that he's only shooting thirty four percent from three from the you know for for the season. But it's definitely much better than as of late because. Joe's trying to be shooting like eight, nine threes in a game. And when the man should really be shooting more within the paint, you know, and within the mid range. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. Definitely got to reel him in a bit more. Yes. Craig holding it down, holding it down. KP on the Knicks is the better Knicks team. Mm, I mean, well, I'll say this. KP is definitely a talent, but I don't know if y'all were watching the game, but when KP was at the line, you heard the boos, and they were in Washington. That man was getting booed on his own, on his home, that man was getting booed on his own home court because there were enough Knicks fans there to be heard. Do y'all really think it's a good idea to bring KP back to New York after the way he left? Do y'all really think that's a good idea? And then on top of that, Mitch, Randall, and Hardestine all teamed up and held this guy to 6 of 19 from the field. They did a good job on him defensively. So, I mean... I don't think it's a good idea to bring KP back, but you know, some Knicks fans, I guess they have the nostalgia. <laughs> they want they want KP back. They want to try to make amends. But I honestly I don't know if the Knicks fan base is ready for all that, to be real about it. Yes, sorry, no phones today. So we gotta talk through the chat. You know, y'all just, you know, say what you need to say. I'll respond to it and I'll keep the show going. As long as y'all just, you know, leave comments. And then when I feel like we've talked enough about the game, then I'll just end the show right there. Randall's still missing clutch free throws, but I was impressed with his shot making in trunk crunch time. Yeah. I mean, Randall's free throw shooting has been shaky as of late, but he definitely um hit a big shot. I think... um. I think it was a shot against Kuzma late in the game when he crossed up Kuzma and drove to the basket, hit that big two at the basket. Yeah, Randall definitely stepped up tonight in the fourth quarter when, you know, lately he's been deferring. So that's definitely a good sign going into future games. Thibs coaching will only make us above average regular season and burnt out for the playoffs. Well, I'm not going to really get into a Thibs discussion tonight because I think, I mean, if you look on Nick's Twitter, like Nick's Twitter been going crazy about keeping Thibs, firing Thibs. I really don't want to get into that. I mean, everybody really knows where I stand on that. Like I'm still with keeping Thibs at the moment. Um, But yeah, you know, I would like to see the bench play a bit more because I am worried about the starters being burnt out when when the playoffs come around. But the thing is, I think tonight he did a better job of distributing the minutes. 
you know, between the players. And the bench definitely played a bit more than they did, than they did in the previous game. So I'm just hoping that as time goes on, he'll trust in the bench more. But at the same time, we need McBride to produce more when, it, when he's on the court. We need Toppin to produce more when he's on the court. You know, because it's hard to keep those guys out there when they're not really contributing on the offensive end. Especially a guy like Toppin where, you know, he's not really that great defensively. So if he's not scoring, then it's like, why he's really out there? At least McBride plays defense. But again, like McBride wasn't really effective tonight. He had a plus minus of negative 15 when he was on the court. So, yeah, I do think, you know, the bench needs to play more because you want to preserve your starters. But at the same time, they have to produce as well when they're out there. Let me see. Yeah, Thibs definitely did not get out coach. I mean, tonight is definitely not on Thibs. Mitch has upgraded from money Mitch to motherfucking Mitch. <laughs> yes, picks for Timmy. Yes, Mitch is that guy. Mitch is that guy, but he got fouled out tonight. He needs to, he needs to lower, he needs to lower the fouls a bit. He needs to lower the fouls a bit more. Nick's back at sixth place with any loss. Yes, yes. Out of the plan. Out of the plan. Out of the plan. Yes. Out of that playing zone. Back in the playoff zone. That's where we need the Knicks to be. Do you think Rose should get more minutes? <sighs> well, I think at the minute, like, I think the Knicks are trying to prioritize development. So if the Knicks are trying to prioritize development, then there's not really any space for Rose to play unless there's an injury. Um, I don't know if Thibs, because, you know, Thibs be Thibs sometimes, you know, I don't know if McBride continues to not produce, if he'll make the switch and be like, okay, McBride goes on the bench and then have Rose play just for more production coming off the bench. But I'm not sure because McBride hasn't really done much the last few games and he's still playing McBride. So I think... At the moment, the Knicks are prioritizing development along with trying to win games. So I can't really see Rose playing unless there's an injury. Yeah, the refs, yeah. I mean, with the refs, you know, refs against the Knicks, you know, refs are going to always make some bogus calls. I, I don't think the last foul on Mitch was really a foul, but... It is what it is, you know. I, I still want him to be a bit more responsible, you know, try not to, you know, be be more foul, try not to be foul prone like that, especially since, you know, these refs are going to call phantom calls, you know, like give him, you know, at least give himself the grace where, you know, if the refs call those one or two phantom calls on him, on him it won't affect them. Can we trade hard and steam before the deadline? <laughs> I hope because I want those minutes to go to Sims so bad. But, you know, like I said, I can't really get on him tonight because he played well. But in the perfect world, yeah, I would want to see um, Sims get those minutes over Hardenstein and develop Sims a bit more. Yeah, I like the fact that Rose supports the team as regard. And, and, you know, to be honest about it, all the Knicks players, like all the guys that's not getting playing time right now from Fournier, Cam, Rose, etc. Like they've all been good teammates. Like you don't see them, like you don't see them like on the bench, you know, bringing bad energy. 
You don't see them slouching on the bench. You know, whenever someone hits a big shot, you see them up celebrating. So I do like that about this Knicks team. Like these vets, they know that, you know, on other teams, they'll probably be getting playing time. But even though they're not getting playing time here, they're still celebrating. They're, they're still celebrating the guys that are playing, keeping up the good vibes and everything. So you definitely have to give Fournier, Rose, Cam, and those guys credit because those guys can easily be slouching on the bench, bringing bad energy. But they've been good, man. They've definitely been good teammates. Yeah, I knew we would win that challenge too, JLS. I was like, yo, these dudes really had the audacity to challenge that Julius Randle dunk. Like, like, they, like, are they being real? <laughs> yeah, PS3, yeah, I kind of um, touched on that a, a bit in, in early in the show. Um, even though, like I said, compared to the Pacers game, the minutes distribution, the minutes distribution was better. But yeah, I do like to see the I do like to see the bench play more. But like I said, you know. McBride has to actually produce when he's in the game and Obi got to produce when he's in the game too. Like that's the only way Thibs is going to keep, keep them out there longer. If they're not producing, you know, it's hard for Thibs to really keep them out there like that. And he's going to go, you know, and stagger RJ Brunson and Randall's minutes along with IQ and pretty much go with that quote unquote six man rotation. Yes, IQ has definitely improved this season. Definitely improved. I was definitely, I mean, go, coming into the season, I wasn't like OD high on quickly. But, yeah, now I'm, now I'm high on him. Like, he's definitely taken a step. And he's definitely one of the guys off the bench where I'm, or I should say one of the young guys on the Knicks that I'm definitely thinking about keeping. We're never going to get the most out of the bench when they're not used well. Obi is a shadow of who he was at the start of the season. I mean, I agree. I mean, you know, me, Jay Ellis, you know, Lee, like we've all said it, like Obi is misused on this team. He is definitely misused. Like Jay Ellis likes to say, like, you know, when we drafted Obi, everybody thought he was going to be on Mark Stop and we're using him like Sean Marion. So when we're using him like Sean Marion, you can't expect him to be productive. And it might come to a point where it's like we might need to um, trade, Obi, trade Obi just for his own good because it's going to be tough for him to get minutes here, especially with Julius Randle playing so well. And then on top of that, the Knicks are misusing him. So it, it probably might get to a point where it's probably best for his career, where he seeks a trade and goes somewhere where he's going to be used in the correct manner and can actually um, progress his career. <laughs> yeah julius definitely caught the ugliest body of all time he definitely did uh like i was eating i was eating when i was eating when julius Randle caught that body and i automatically stopped i was like damn what the hell did i just see like yo this man baptized him like yo we need to call gaffer's family we need to send out condolences because oh my gosh that man got destroyed that is easily the best poster, the best poster for the Knicks this season is that Julius Randle thought. That was crazy. That was wild.
All right, let me see. Does anybody else has anything to say about the game? Because if y'all are good, then I'm good. I think quickly is starving his ball over out there. He really has to feed him more when he is out there. <laughs> yeah, quickly does. Um, whew. I mean, like, I don't, I really don't know what's going to take to get Obi off now. But, um, yeah, if, Definitely more ball movement is going to have to be involved because that's the only way OB is going to get good shots and be able to get out on the break and things like that. Like, that's going to be more ball movement. They got to get away from the isolation ball. And like I said, it's tough for OB out there right now. It really is. Is there a better Knicks dunk than that this year or any year? JL is like I said, I think that's, that, that's easily the best Knicks poster this year. And I don't know if there's a better Knicks dunk in recent memory. Like, I can't recall, man, but, yeah, that dunk was crazy. RJ had a few. Oh, J.R. Smith? Yeah. Yeah, Josh Smith did have some crazy dunks when he was in New York. But I think in recent memory, though, like last couple of seasons, like I think that Julius Randle dunk is definitely up there, if not like number one, if you're going to like talk about recent seasons, like the last couple of seasons or so. When are we all going to go as a group and take over the Garden? Yeah, I would love, I would love for that, man. Definitely would love for that. I would have to come through, though. I'm currently in Indy, so... I'm definitely going to have to take that trip to New York so I can be at the Garden. <laughs> RJ got to get this defense back together. Yeah, I mean, I don't, think, I, I don't think RJ was defensively bad tonight. You know, like, of course, RJ has his laps from time to time, but I don't think he was bad tonight. I think he was pretty all right on defense. Starks dunking over Jordan. Yeah, that was, yeah, of course, that's like one of the craziest dunks in Knicks history, in Knicks history. probably the craziest, but I'm talking like recent memory, like, you know, like the last couple of seasons or so. Shout out to Jalen Brunson after missing free throws in close games. He had all of his clutch free throws and had a few perfect free throw nights. Yes, yes, shout out the big little man. Jalen Brunson, he's definitely stepped up on the free throw line. You definitely have to give that man his props. The Trent rumblings. Hmm. I mean, I guess we can touch on that a little bit. Um, I think, you know, pretty much, you know, me, Jay Ellis, Lee, we've all been on the Gary Trent, like, kind of bandwagon, you know, where we would, we would love for him to join the team. Um, currently, he's a starter with Toronto. I think we would probably prefer him coming off the bench. But at the same time, um, I wouldn't mind him starting and then have Grimes coming off the bench if possible. But I don't want to really give up that. I don't really, I don't really want to give up Grimes' position in the starting lineup. So, you know, definitely. 
typically there's going to have to be some discussions going on between, you know, trans representatives and the Knicks to see if he's actually okay with coming off the bench because the Knicks really do need firepower off the bench. And if Trent can come through and provide that firepower along with quickly off the bench, I think I think Knicks would be pretty solid going into the playoffs. So, but Trent is definitely on my list. And since Toronto's having a fire sale, I would definitely love Siakam, to be honest about it. But I know I already know Knicks would have to give up, give up pretty much the whole team to get Siakam here. So I, that's out of the question. I wish I wish I had access to the gunshot. JLS got access to the gun, access to the gunshots. I don't. So if I had access, trust me, gunshots would be going off like crazy. But once JLS comes back, the gunshots will come back as well. All right, so I guess I guess we've talked about the show tonight. I guess I gotta give the bootleg gunshots. Boop, 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 boop. Knicks win 112 to 108. So I'm gonna close the show. Thank you for staying with me tonight. I appreciate it. One man show. You know, I wasn't gonna let y'all down. I wasn't gonna let y'all down. I had to hold the fort down for JLS and Lee. And yes, we're going to keep it at that. So I'm going to shout out the chat before I go. Shout out Boston Nick, the crazier one. Jay Ellis coming through in the clutch. Picks for Timmy. Craig Ward. First, the best mod in the game. Who else am I forgetting? Who else am I forgetting? I'll scroll up. Roberto Rivera Jr. Yochanandam Nomad. Nick him up. P.S. Streety, and everyone else, thank you. Steven Mendez, everybody else, thank you for being here tonight with me on the show. Um, okay, I guess I'm going to do, like, my own, like, closing intro, I guess. So y'all can find me on Instagram at Sir G is Chillin'. Sir G is Chillin', so that's S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. You can also find me at Sergi's Corner. You can find me on Twitter at RyanGKOT. I'm starting to get more involved in Nick's Twitter. You know, look out, you know, for my comments on there. I try to provide, you know, a couple comments here and there, you know, whenever it's needed. So that is our show. I wish I can have the whole, you know, World Wide West. Everywhere we go, it's a worldwide mess, but, you know, I ain't got the sound effects. So I guess I got to end it like that. Everybody have a good night. Have a good Friday and see y'all for the next show. Hopefully we have the full crew. Peace.